This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. In today's episode, I'm going to be looking at how to get started with alpacas. What are the questions you should be asking yourself as you consider, could I keep alpacas? It's easy to get carried away when you've met your first alpacas with the romantic notion of how wonderful it would be. But there are some practical considerations that you need to get right. As I've said before, to get the right answer, you have to ask the right question. Hopefully, these next few questions will give you a framework that you can approach considering, could I keep alpacas? It's difficult to know what you don't know. So when you're getting started, there is just so much information that you haven't any awareness of. You don't even know that's a question to be asked. If you're thinking you're keeping alpacas, I have five questions for you to help you start in the right place and end up where you're trying to get to. First question, have you got enough? Have you got enough money? There are a variety of costs, visible and hidden, associated with keeping alpacas. Set up a spreadsheet and start creating a draft budget for your alpaca project. The purchase price. It varies here in the UK from a few hundred for young castrated males, known as weathers, to a few thousand for pregnant breeding females, with everything in between depending on quality of fleece and confirmation. Plus, there's an awful lot more on top as well if you're considering buying a stud male or show winners. After the purchase price, we have the setup costs. You'll need to include a variety of equipment ranging from essential to desirable to on the wish list. You don't need it all, but you'll need some of it depending on what you already have. Plan for expansion, but start with a good foundation. Have you got land? Or are you going to move to a new place to live and keep alpacas? That's going to involve quite a lot more setup costs. Does the land have fencing? Do things need to be put in place structurally, paths or concrete, in order to make field shelters available? In terms of equipment, there are feeding troughs and bowls, buckets for water, brushes and shovels for cleaning out. You'll need some hurdles. Four-foot hurdles are ideal in that it will allow you to create a catch pen. So you need at least four, six foot or eight foot long to create a pen where you can contain the animals when working with them. Running costs vary, but need to cover food, dried food and hay, and also the vet's bills and animal medicines and any disposables. It's also wise to have a contingency fund. Keep some money set aside for those things that will come up. Land. Have you got enough land? You need sufficient space for the number of alpacas you start with and intend to grow into. The numbers could increase from breeding or from you buying more. I've known many people who started with a few and added because they just loved having the alpacas around. So you need sufficient space. The guide figure is five alpacas to an acre of land, but if you've only got one acre, five is too many. Is it the right kind of land? Is it good grazing? Is it dry? Have you got sufficient knowledge? Training's available normally informally from the person you buy your alpacas from. In my case, I had two days practical experience with the breeder we bought our foundation herd from, which was Myland Alpacas down in Devon. Chaz and Rachel were very generous in sharing their time and their knowledge and letting me get on and learn in at the deep end. 
It was a very interesting, challenging two days, but essential and gave such a lot of confidence to be able to face having the animals here and in being in charge of them by myself. So knowledge. Have you got enough knowledge? Can you get access to training? Formal courses are run by individual breeders, often linked to the British Alpaca Society. You don't need to be an expert immediately, but you do need a certain level of knowledge to keep alpacas. How to move them, how to feed them, checking their health, knowing what's normal. It's worthwhile thinking about doing a course, even before you purchase alpacas, but certainly once you get started. Have you got enough capacity for commitment? If the aim is happy and healthy alpacas, it's going to take time. Training is usually a two-way experience. The alpacas need to learn and be trained, but so do you. It is possible to have confident and fulfilled owners achieving the kind of experience they first dreamed of when starting with alpacas. It requires a particular mindset and a willingness to learn. It's also important to remember that alpacas will have a lifespan of up to 20 to 25 years. This is clearly a long-term commitment. Day-to-day -day care need not take too long if you only have a few alpacas. However, they do need regular care and attention, particularly checking things such as water through the summer months and making sure that they are protected as necessary through a hard winter. Another thing to bear in mind is they don't understand bank holidays, just another day. And if you're away on holiday yourself, then you need to think who will look after the alpacas while you're away. Second question is, is it a business or a hobby? What do you want to do with your alpacas? Just enjoy them? If that's the prime focus, then this is probably a hobby. Is it to make money? Well, to be honest, quick, easy money is usually not legal. Can you make money by keeping alpacas? Of course, but you have to work hard to do it and it's a long-term proposition. Start with your eyes open and plan for where you want to go. It can be a hobby that pays some returns. For many, that's all they're looking for, which is fine. The other activities associated with alpacas are many and varied. Breeding, showing, selling breeding stock to others, providing stud services, fleece-related products such as yarn, felt, duvets, hats, alpaca experiences or tourism-related activities. So is it going to be a business or a hobby? What's the level of return you're looking for? Third question, are you going to be large or small? What's your starting number going to be? I would suggest a minimum of three makes a better dynamic for a small group. But what is your maximum size going to be? You need to know where you're going to start and where you're thinking of developing to over time. Fourth question, breeding or just companion animals? Breeding is clearly an option, but you need to decide where you're going to start and you need to have space to be able to separate the groups of males and females. The fifth question then is showing. Do you want to show or get involved with other alpaca owners? This is going to take time. You're going to need vehicles to transport the animals. You need to think about biosecurity and the show team, when it comes back from a show, it should be put into a separate area for that show season before being reintroduced into the herd. There's lots of other areas to consider, but these first five questions get you focused in the right place to begin with, to get an idea of how much you're likely to need to spend, what kind of direction you're looking to go, because where you're going to will be determined by where you start.
There's another way of looking at all of this. Let's take them in turn. Why, who, what, where, and when. Why? Why do you want to keep alpacas? Is it more than a romantic notion? Is it to have them as field pets? Are you intending to make money from keeping them? Is it a lifestyle choice? Why should also cover questions such as do you intend to get involved with breeding, showing, providing alpaca services to other people, or producing and selling alpaca products from the fleece? You may not do all of these things from the start, but if you're intending to do them, it could significantly affect how you start and proceed. So why is this important? It determines the kind of animals you purchase and the quality you start with. For example, if you're intending to show the animals, to have any chance of winning, you need alpacas of high quality. The likelihood is you will also be involved in breeding animals in order to improve the stock with the hope of winning at shows. Alternatively, if you're intending to produce fleece products, you'll need to start with animals that give you the kind of raw material suitable for those products you have in mind. Superfine alpaca scarves require different fleece to that used in producing carpets. Who is the second question. A good breeder will provide you support after you've purchased your animals. The choice of who to buy your alpacas from is important, therefore. You're not simply buying boxes off the shelf at the cheapest price. Who can give you good information about what's involved in keeping alpacas? Who might you purchase animals from? Who will give you support? Who can give your new herd the best specialist care when it's needed? Thinking here of vets. Third question then would be what? We've already discussed the importance of identifying what you hope to get out of keeping alpacas. You also need to think about what kind of alpacas you will buy. Males, castrated or entire. Females, for breeding. Wakaya or Suri. The Wakaya are the fluffy teddy bear type and Suri have the longer, straighter dreadlock fleece. So the what? Next question number four. Where? Where will you keep your alpacas? Do you have suitable land? Do you have suitable shelter? Where will you carry out basic husbandry tasks such as trimming toenails, shearing, checking body condition? Will they be visible from your home or are they offered a distance out of sight? And fifthly, when? Have you thought about the time scale for purchase and delivery of your alpacas? In general, it is wise to give plenty of time to consider all the factors involved in keeping alpacas and making the necessary practical preparations, such as field shelters and water supply. Try not to be impulsive and rush at it. Give yourself plenty of time to consider all the factors and get all the preparations made. The time of year will make a difference as well. For example, will they be sheared before they arrive with you? Will any females have already been mated? Or if you purchase pregnant females, when are they due to give birth? You'll need to take into account the growth of grass at different times of the year. Hopefully this has been useful and practical. The details are in the show notes of how to make contact. If you have any questions or comments, please do let me know. If there are things you'd like me to cover in more detail next time or in the future, So, until next time with the Alpaca Tribe, I'm Steve Hetherington.